Bavakama Perk Yud Mishnah Gimel 10.3 The Mishnah just got finished describing the halachas of uh, Yehush giving hope of getting something back that was lost and then Shinu Rishus, it transferring hands that the new owner is allowed to keep what he has um, even though it originally belonged to somebody else and that can be uncovered, it doesn't matter. What happens, ask our Mishnah, if Reuven and Shimon are walking down the street and Reuven sees Shimon wearing his jacket and he claims that Shimon stole it from him and Shimon says, what are you talking about? I bought this fair and square on eBay on the, in the vintage shop. And uh, yes, yeah, someone owned it before me. But I don't know who. I don't care. I bought it and I paid for it. It's mine. So Reuven's claim is I was never Mayayish and it belongs to me. And Shimon says, I don't know what you're talking. And you stole it from me. And Shimon says, I don't know what you're talking about. I bought it fair and square. So what do we do? So the Mishnah's basic sock conceptually is if Reuven's claim is very plausible, it's really believable that this was stolen from him. He never gave up hope of giving it away. Um, or, you know, he never, of getting it back, I should say. So then um, we're going to let Reuven get his stuff back, as we'll see in the mission exactly what that means. Um, but if uh, Reuven's claim is not especially plausible, we don't really believe it fully, then we'll say, sorry, too bad. So the details are as follows. What makes something plausible, what makes the claim, you know, enough that we take it seriously? It has to really meet three criteria. First of all, it has to be that we have witnesses who confirm that this jacket, or whatever the object is, used to belong to Reuven. That's essential, because otherwise it doesn't get off the ground. So we have evidence from something like witnesses or the equivalent, you know, his name and phone number inside the jacket or something, that confirms for sure it originally belonged to Reuven. Second of all, Reuven um, already has let the word go out that his stuff got stolen. Um, otherwise, we were afraid that maybe he, he sold it himself and now he's just changing his mind. But if he, pre prior to having his interaction with Shimon, you know, had filed this police report saying, my stuff has been stolen... Aha, and here is Shimon wearing my jacket. He's the thief. Um, so that's the second condition, uh, that the word was out ahead of time. And number three, it has to be that Reuven's the kind of guy who wouldn't normally sell his stuff. In other words, if Reuven's hard up for money and he's always, you know, pawning his property and selling his stuff on eBay, so then we'll say, listen, okay, it was Reuven's, but now he sold it. But if he's not that kind of guy, he doesn't really sell his stuff. He, what he buys, he keeps. So if we have all three of those conditions, number one, we can confirm it originally belonged to Reuven. Number two, that the word was out that he was claiming it was stolen before he saw, he found it again. And number three, he's not the kind of guy who would normally sell his stuff. So then we have some reason to believe that what Shimon is wearing actually belongs to Reuven, and it's stolen from Reuven. And even if Shimon wasn't the thief, but Reuven should get his stuff back. On the other hand, what do we do about Shimon? So the mission says inside, Hamakir Kalov Usafarov Biaracher. If you have a fellow, here's Reuven, he recognizes his stuff in the hands of another guy, his stuff meaning Caleb, his clothing, or Sfarov, his, like, Sefer Torah. The Mishra brings both examples because Sefer Torah is not only something which is sold. So that would be, the Mishra is going to tell you the dinam the same regardless. V'yatzlo shem geneva be'ir. And says the Mishnah, prior to Reuven seeing his jacket on Shimon, he already had filed this police report, he already spread the word, put up, you know, pictures of his jacket on the telephone pole, whatever the story is. So people know, yeah, the jacket's been missing. So then, with those other conditions that the that the Gemara speaks out, that he has evidence that supports it was his originally, and he's not the kind of guy who does sell, does sell stuff normally. So then we will force Shimon to give the jacket back to Reuven, but um, he will be allowed to get, he, Shimon, will be allowed to get reimbursed for um, his expenses. So basically he will like do a formal oath, he'll have the key to he'll hold like a, it's felon or something, 
and swear to Reuven, say, Reuven, I paid $50 for this on eBay, and then Reuven will give him the $50 and get his jacket back. Okay? Um, now, really, technically speaking, uh, if all things, if we know it, we, if we assume that a uh, person doesn't normally have Yehush, he expects to get it back, um, and here Reuven has evidence that belongs to him, really, Reuven should be able to get it back from Shimon and say, Shimon, you know, you've bought something that was stolen, I guess, it's not my problem. This is Reuven. Give me back my stuff. You see, it's mine. As witnesses, it's mine. And um, I just take it up with the guy who sold it to you. But uh, we don't want that to happen because of the rabbi said, no, because of what's called takanas hashuk, um, enactments that were there to ensure the integrity of markets. If people could have stuff snatched away from them like that and not get reimbursed, so they wouldn't buy things in the first place, which is why, you know, like internet websites, you know, give you these kind of guarantees. You know, if there's a if you buy it off eBay and it uh, turns out to, you know, there's a problem, eBay will reimburse you. So, so too, Takana Sashuk by the rabbi says, listen, in this strange case, Reuven can demand to get his, you know, sentimental jacket back, but he has to reimburse Shimon for what he paid for it. Okay, so Reuven, Reuven, Shimon will swear what he paid, and then um, he gets his money back. But, Ve'imlav, if not, so if not, meaning if we don't actually have all three of these criteria, uh, Mishnah doesn't speak them all out, but I'm speaking them out. First of all, if we haven't got you know, firm evidence that it originally belonged to Reuven, and we haven't got this, like, pre-existing, you know, word around town that Reuven's stuff got stolen, and, or, sorry, or, or we haven't got, um, or Reuven's the kind of guy who sells the stuff um, to get money, so if we're missing all the, any of the three essential criteria, so then, lo kol menu, we don't just take one side of the story, it's not totally just up to what Reuven claims, you know, there's also Shimon here, Shimon's a victim, uh, essentially, also, potentially, Therefore, um, nothing will happen. Because I, the judge, will say, I don't know what happened. Maybe Reuven uh, did own this jacket, but now he sold it to, to somebody else. And that somebody else sold to Shimon. So why should Shimon lose? Maybe Reuven just, you know, now he has money. He feels bad about having lost the jacket. He wants it back again. He's missing a safer Torah. So he wants to reclaim what was once his. So just because he wants it back doesn't mean he gets it back. So unless you have all three of those conditions... Uh, we will not allow Reuven to reclaim his stuff. And even if he does get to reclaim his stuff, he'll have to reimburse uh, Shimon for uh, his expenses based on the oath that Shimon takes um, because of a uh, derabun of Takana Sashok.